Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Science of Yes with your hostess, Pam Heath, the Yes Coach. Each week, Pam will speak about the energy of yes and how you can use it to create an extraordinary, prosperous life that you will absolutely love. Pam has spent a lifetime creating and leading transformational programs and is passionate about making abundance available for everyone through the power of yes. you to like Pam's show before leaving the program. So, open your mind and open your heart and be ready to receive what is possible for your friend, the Yes Coach. Good evening, good evening everyone. Welcome to the Science of Yes. My name is Pam Heath, and I am the Yes Coach. I'm your hostess, and I'm here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we take advantage every week to talk about what it is to have the energy of yes coming into your life and sourcing and powering your dreams. You can leverage your knowledge and belief in the power of yes to create an extraordinary, prosperous life by design. I am a life coach, and I'm also a business strategist, and I specialize in helping you break down the emotional barriers that block you from what you are committed to achieving in life. My background is in personal development, communications, team management, and organization, and that's coupled with years of empowering individuals to achieve their best results. I spent a lifetime as a legal administrator and an operations manager. And I also spent many years focusing on leading impactful transformational programs. And I will work with you to enhance your ability to create an extraordinary life that you absolutely love. I call myself a yes coach. And the process I designed is the science of yes. So you join me here each week, my friends, here on Blog Talk Radio through the New Age Spirit Radio. We have the science of yes. And I will teach you to take on life and everything it has to offer. Say yes to life. Please visit my website at www.yescoachforyou.com. That's www.yescoach, the number four, the letter U.com. You can sign up there for my ebook, which is called The Yes Blueprint Scale Your Business to Win. I also just published my first book called Say Yes. Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. If you go to Amazon.com, you can search for my book, Say Yes. And I have a little gift for you, if you'll take it on. I'd love to get your review of my book. So if you download the Kindle version and read my book and leave a review, send me an email to panheath at yescoachforyou.com, and I will send you, if you give me your address, a personalized autographed copy of the paperback version of Say Yes, made out to you with all my wishes and my blessings. So please, Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. Come come and get your yes every week here on Blog Talk Radio. I will help you to start your business, to maintain or grow your business. I work with conscious professionals 
as well as creative artists. I'm not a psychic, and I don't do readings, but you'd be amazed how I can support you and guide you in any area of your life that you choose, your career, your romance, anything. Come get some energy of yes, because with yes, anything is possible. Questions are welcome, so feel free to give me a call at 760-888-5700. That's 760-888-5700. So here we are now on October 1st. So we are entering into the last three months of the year of 2020. And 2020 has been a rough year altogether. I mean, for some people, this has been the roughest year. I mean, put aside all your concerns and all your thoughts about the the COVID-19 virus and the pandemic that has shut down so many businesses and has caused so much disruption. Never mind all of that. There is so much else at stake here with regard to our political situation here in the United States and so many people who are at odds with the presidential candidates. I'm looking forward myself to seeing Jim Carrey portray Joe Biden on their premiere this Saturday of Saturday Night Live. They're doing a whole lot to tease and bring levity to a very volatile situation with Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump squaring off on the debate, which was, by the way, probably one of the most uneven and, you know, unbelievable debates I have ever seen. We've got so much going on right now, the pandemic, the presidential election, everything. Who knows what the new normal is going to be when we take up our lives inside of what we think is the other side of the pandemic. But let me tell you, when you bring yes to the conversation, it takes on a whole new meaning. Everything's going to go your way when you live in the energy of yes. So I'd just like to take a few minutes to have a conversation about that, about, you know, how you go on in life inside of the current political situation and the current climate in our country. And later, after I've had a conversation with you about that, I'm going to read you an excerpt from my book. It's about being still and um, taking on your spirituality. It's from my book, Seven Steps for the Life of Your Dreams. And I'll take that on in a few minutes. But first, I want to have a conversation with you about the whole concept of how do you operate in life when there's so much turmoil, so much chaos that is going on? You know, what do you do? What do you take on? Many people are struggling right now. It's hard to, you know, even make a living because maybe you were furloughed from work or maybe you owned a company that was shut down because of coronavirus. The quarantine shut down a lot of places and then um, there are companies that even when they reopen, there are so many criteria that they have to follow in order to be open so that it's safe and the social distancing they have to practice and the cleansing and the, and the cleanliness of what they have to take on inside of opening and operating a business during the pandemic. Some people have found that it's just too expensive. They cannot do it. They cannot operate and they have to close down their business. And even though there's disaster relief money, even though there's support from the government, it's still been very, very difficult for many people. Was it difficult in your life? Have you been impacted by the coronavirus? Give me a call. The number is 760-888-5700. It's been rough for so many people. 
How do you go on? How do you behave? How do you operate in life when life seems to be going against you, when things don't seem to be going your way? What do you take on when you're living in and operating from the energy of yes? One thing I can tell you is that you're not ever stuck in as like a victim one particular way or one particular place. You're always, always, always um, inside the energy and the power of what you're willing to create. So if you don't want it to look this way, you don't have to have it look the way it is. You can operate in life however you want to. It kind of reminds me, there was a movie that came out several years ago. The movie that was called Life is Beautiful. And um, I cannot pronounce the name of the actor who was in that movie. I remember his name was Roberto and his last name um, uh, Bergamini or something like that. And I know I'm going to get a whole deluge of people calling me and writing me telling me how I butchered his name, and I apologize for that. But um, I want to talk a little bit about that movie because it reminds me of right now. And in that movie, first of all, it's a really, really beautiful movie. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend that you um, stream it as soon as possible. Go on Netflix or um, Amazon Prime and see if they have it. Life is beautiful. And um, it's kind of like two movies in one kind of like a, a, a pizza that's half pepperoni and half cheese. And each one in itself is a beautiful piece of work. But um, the first half of the movie is a love story. And the character that Roberto plays falls in love with this beautiful girl. And um, he's Jewish and she is Catholic. And um, he woos her. And you get to see him in his delightful, you know, um, playful character uh, take on uh, enrolling this girl to fall in love with him and be his wife. And um, he does. He, he gets the girl of his dreams and she marries him and they have a son. And it is a beautiful, you know, the, the kind of heartwarming romantic story that everybody can relate to. And um, it, this takes place um, just before the start of um, the world world where Hitler um, took on the the genocide of the Jews. And um, they were separated. And he and his son were sent to um, concentration camps. So the second half of the movie, which is the, the half that is so incredible, the movie is now about um, he and his son's experience at the concentration camp. And what he does, what he takes on, is really remarkable. He operates with his son as though the whole thing is a game. And he tells him that this is a place you go where um, you take on different challenges and you get points. And at the end of the time at the camp, the one with the most points wins a big, beautiful uh, tank, and this is what he tells his son, and so his son thinks that um, his son thinks that this all is a big game, and everything that that happens, every situation that comes up, he has an explanation for it, so that his son believes what he's telling him. He creates a context 
for his son within the confines of this concentration camp that this is all a big game and everybody's in on it. So when something happens, he has his son um, operate like he it's supposed to happen. It's all part of the game. And it's an interesting thing. It's like I said, um, it's like the atmosphere, the the actual um, circumstances of what's happening um, is he's in a concentration camp, and that's what's happening. But the way that he has him um, has him operate is that they're in this incredible game. And I mean, it's hard to imagine that there can be any room for humor or happiness in a film about the Holocaust. And it's set in a concentration camp. You know, and it, it, it doesn't mask at all what happened, the kinds of situations that happen in a concentration camp. I mean, when they first arrived, the character's uncle was executed in the gas chambers on the very first day. At the end of the movie, the father himself loses his life. However, the father is protecting his son's innocence from the horrors of the camp by pretending it's just this big, enormous game. So he assures his son that everything is a competition between him and the others in the camp. Each task or job equals points. And so the game is to get to a 1,000 points and be the first one who does that. So he plays the game with his son, poking fun at everything that comes up. And anytime his son hears something, like some rumor about some horrible thing that happened, he, he you know, poo-poo's it. He just dismisses it like, ah, oh, nah, that's not what went down. And he always has an explanation that lightens it and, and brings levity to the situation. And um, they endure everything inside this context that you just got more points and the winner gets a big tank. And later, when the camp is liberated, this is exactly what this little boy experiences, riding triumphantly in a big tank just as his father promised. From his unique perspective, he won the game. What his father had actually done was get this young boy with a very, very positive mindset for everything that was going on around him. And how he did it is he created for him that no matter what was going on, it was all an incredible game. In doing that and actually creating that with his son, he took a situation that was heinous, absolutely horrific, and he turned it into the opportunity that it was for his son to play, to play to win, and to be competitive with others and take everything into stride like it was all part of a big, fun game. So for... This little boy, that concentration camp, occurred like an opportunity, even though in reality it was death. And instead of being morose, despondent, upset, or afraid, he was having the time of his life in the midst of a concentration camp. How was he able to do this? Because this is what his father experienced for him and created with him. So what I'm saying 
inside of this conversation for the energy of yes, you have the same ability. You're never stuck in a particular place. You're never, you're never stuck. All you need to do is shift your perspective, no matter what's going on, no matter what the circumstance. You're never a victim of it. Take on whatever you need to take on to lighten the load, to generate past it. No matter what, life is what you make of it. You're the one who gets to say. I'd like to take an opportunity to give a shout-out to anybody who is struggling right now and is having a hard time because of the uh, pandemic that's currently happening. You know, um, we don't know when the situation is going to settle down and when the new normal is going to set in, but we do know that there are people, you know, who are not really doing well right now. So, again, visit my website, download my book, write to me at pamheath at yescoastforyou.com, reach out and generate support. If you need support, ask for it. If you need anything, ask for it. Don't be afraid and don't live in fear. There's no cheese done that tunnel. I'm offering you the opportunity to live life on your own terms and be happy in the face of whatever circumstances you're dealing with. I know it's hard to hear, but the science of yes is about you having a life you love and designing your life to have a prosperous, extraordinary life. You can do it. You can take it on. All you have to do is be willing to open yourself up to receive the abundance and prosperity that is your birthright. Life is beautiful, and you can enjoy it no matter what the circumstance, no matter what's going on. You can either be afraid or you can be ready to receive whatever life offers. I know it's rough and I know it's hard, and this year has been particularly tough. All you have to do is open yourself up to receive the energy of yes. Say yes and be yes, and don't be afraid. I'm going to take a moment to um, read an excerpt from my book. The book is called Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. Inside this book, there are many chapters that address what it is to take on a life of power and magic. And I'm going to read to you from an excerpt in the book that is talking about your spirituality. And um, taking this on, I want to first say that in terms of being spiritual and and opening yourself up to to meditation and and to create what it is to have a happy life, um, I want to say that regardless of whether you believe in God or not or what energy you give power to, as long as you have something that you reach for when you're not enough, So um, having said that, I'm going to take a moment to read from my book. And if you'd like to call in and talk about my book or talk to me or ask me anything, feel free to do so. The number to call in is 760-888-5700. I'm Pam Heath, the Yes Coach, and I'm reading from my book, Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. Be still. I am a spiritual person. My favorite Bible quote is, be still and know that I am God. I love this because when my monkey mind tells me to panic and freak out, I be still and give it to God. I don't tolerate chaos and confusion, fear and worry. Be still 
and give it to God. I invite you to be still. Take a deep breath and let it out slowly. Look inward and ask your guides to support you as you settle down and accept how life is occurring now. Be still. It will be okay. I promise. The year 2020 is an era of transformation and self-development. You can leave behind what no longer serves you or your growth and move on to a more enriching and fulfilling pathway. Daily meditation and a structured spiritual practice will help provide you with the answers and insights that can lead you to peace and serenity. When you are at peace with yourself and your life, you are better able to see the opportunities that are available all around you. Opportunity is everywhere if you are open to receive. I will take a moment to address the spiritual believers who are reading this book. Remember earlier, I mentioned the show Touched by an Angel. In that series, angels go about in everyday life and encourage ordinary people to open themselves to receive God's love. God loves you. Receive his love and pray to him. Let his grace source your life. He is so much better at managing the chaos of everyday living. Give him your troubles and worries and let them go. Pray for his guidance and leave yourself open to receive his wisdom in whatever form he sends it. Please, say yes. To pray or not to pray. Are your prayers answered? Yes, always. What? Don't you believe me? Do you have evidence that your prayers are not answered? You may sometimes or all the time feel that your prayers go unanswered because you didn't receive something you prayed for or something didn't go your way. But sometimes the answer to your prayers comes to you in a way that isn't how you expected it. Sometimes what you are praying for is something you think you want, but it will not be suitable for you. Sometimes what you are praying for You're not ready for. And there are some things you need to handle before you can have that thing. Perhaps you received a feeling or an opportunity appears or a book falls off a shelf in front of you or something hits the window next to you on the bus and you glance over and see something that seems odd. Would you have looked at that thing if it hadn't knocked on the window to catch your attention? The answer to your prayers often appears in ways that are always straightforward. Be on the lookout and be observant. Your answers will become apparent to you. God, or the universe, speaks. He doesn't have WhatsApp. You must open your mind to hear and your eyes to see where he will deliver the answer you seek. Maybe you don't pray. Perhaps you don't believe in God. Okay, skip this part. Or don't. Do what you like. However, consider that instead of God, you substitute the universe or whatever makes you comfortable. Now, look for your answers in the universe. Consider that the birds in the trees are singing your answers. Consider your answers are there. Just look for them. Have the confidence that what you pray for will be given and don't have faith. Look for the answers, like find Waldo. Do you know who that is? If you can find Waldo in whatever picture he is hidden in, you can find the answer to your prayers. Practice gratitude. Thank God for everything you have. 
Write on paper 10 things you have in your life that give you happiness. Focus on the enjoyable stuff around you. The design of life is not for you to be comfortable. So stop seeking to feel good and not struggle. We struggle in life because we resist it. Life is precisely how it is and precisely how it isn't. There is an old French saying, what you resist, persists. Bear that in mind as you resist life and how it is. You are missing out on so much. And try your best to stop that. Remember that old sage wisdom. Don't worry. Be happy. The benefits of practicing gratitude are a science, just like the science of yes. You can regularly practice gratitude by taking time to notice, reflect on, and outwardly acknowledge the things for which you're grateful You'll open the experience of more positive emotions, feel vibrant and alive, sleep better, and express more compassion and kindness. Gratitude need not be pulled out once a year at your Thanksgiving holiday supper or birthday celebration. Gratitude is not just for God, but for everyone who contributes to you. Appreciation and thanks for life. Life is beautiful. A grateful heart. Instilling gratitude in your daily routine is an excellent way to keep in front of you things to be grateful for. Try gratitude journaling during your morning ritual. You might not be thankful for your loving family, but just writing, I'm grateful for my family week after week, won't instill on your brain to keep grateful moments in front of you. Get specific by writing something like, I'm grateful for my husband because he let me rest while he walked the dog, even though it was my turn. Or, my sister offered to come over and help me cook dinners, so I had company and help after a long day. Create a game to find something to be grateful for every day. As we build our gratitude, don't forget to focus on acknowledging other people. I'm still grateful when someone opens the door for me or waits a few moments at the elevator and allows me to get on before pushing their floor. Say thank you. Give gratitude to everyone you can. Focus your appreciation on people rather than circumstances because it all flows from the energy of the people we engage with daily. Express your gratitude to someone who made a difference or contributed to you and send them a letter to say thanks for their impact on you. It will be fantastic for them to receive your note and know that someone appreciated them that day. You could share the day's moment of gratitude around the dinner table, so your conversations give you more reasons to give thanks. This is what the science of yes brings forth. Gratitude rocks. If you find you're having trouble attracting the experiences you desire, it may be because your environment is not in line with your expectations. To deal with and change your reality, your disappointments dominate your thoughts and feelings. Said another way, you want things to go a certain way. When they don't go that way, you resent it. But what you're looking at is something is off because you don't like it. You may try to fix something that you perceive is wrong, and that is at the source of your prayers. Prayers like that will remain always unanswered. Because attraction and responds to your thoughts and feelings. It is not surprising that unwanted experiences 
keeps stubbornly reappearing. Go to Amazon and pick up a gratitude rock. They have many on sale, and for a few dollars, you can receive a tangible reminder for you with a stone engraved with the word gratitude on it. During your morning ritual, pause and bring to mind all you are grateful for, and you can then put it on your it, put the rock in your pocket and leave it on your mantle, or you can leave it on your altar or somewhere where you'll see it. And at it, at certain times during the day, it will help you keep gratitude at the front of your mind. A grateful heart attracts miracles like a magnet. Vision boards. We will now create a vision board for your life. Oh, yes, vision boards. You may think vision boards are silly and don't work. Here's the thing. They work. And there's a simple explanation for why they work. It doesn't have to be in this woo-woo context. It's scientific. When you create a sacred space, it displays what you want and what you are committed to having in life. It gives you a sense of accomplishment and power. In the science of yes, when something is right there in front of your face, everything you are out to achieve displayed for you to dwell on and contemplate. You can't help but realize it. It is a foregone conclusion. When you focus your attention, your energy, your insight on what you want in life, it comes to life and becomes real. Creating a vision board and putting it in a prominent place where you see it often gives you access to visualize your dreams consistently, day or night. An interesting perspective is in the classic book, Man's Search for Meaning, written and published in 1946 by Victor Emil Frankel, who was an Austrian Jew, neurologist, psychologist, and Holocaust survivor. In his book, he said that he and the other survivors kept themselves alive by imagining and looking forward to their lives after the war. Those who felt hopeless and could not picture themselves reuniting with their families after the war were the ones who perished. It was as if they no longer had any reason for living and thus died rather than survive. One of the most important books of our time, Victor Frankl develops a physiological argument that results in a fundamental premise. Happiness is a choice that humans can make, regardless of their circumstances. The survivor's ability to visualize themselves surviving the war was the actual key to survival. It reminds me of another film that I was talking about, like Life is Beautiful. All the conversations I have about movies and films is all inside of visualization. Visualization is one of the most powerful mind exercises that you can do. According to The Secret, the law of attraction is forming your entire life experience, and it is doing that through your thoughts. When you are visualizing, you are emitting a powerful frequency out into the universe. Whether or not you believe it, visualization works. Olympic athletes have been using it for decades to improve performance, and they recognize that brain patterns that activate when weightlifters lift heavy weights are also similarly activated when the lifter just imagines, visualizes lifting those same weights. It's not woo-woo. According to physics and Buddhist principles, the law of attraction is forming your entire life experience, 
and it is doing it through your thoughts and intentions. When you are visualizing, you are emitting a powerful frequency out into the universe. So, Pam, Miss Yes Coach, how do you create a vision board that manifests what you want in life? I'm glad you asked. Well, I'll tell you. There are two essential elements to it. Your vision board should not only focus on what you want, but also it should focus on how you feel about what you want. I know I've been encouraging you to focus on your commitment and not your feelings. But for your vision board, your feelings and emotions are important. You are supposed to include the material stuff and everything you imagine yourself owning, living in, using, all of it. However, you want your board to focus on how you feel about what you want, and when you do, the vision will come to life. You won't mess it up because you will create your vision board on your terms. What goes on your vision board? Anything and everything that empowers you, inspires you, and motivates you. You want your vision board to be alive with your wants, desires, and dreams. First, think about your goals in the seven areas of life we've been distinguishing. It's unnecessary to cover each area. You can make an inventory of what you want in each of the categories and how you want life to look in those areas and write this down in your notebook. I recommend you handwrite your goals rather than type them. As I showed before, there's something energetic about handwriting your creations versus typing on a computer or tablet. I can't prove it. Just say yes. Consider what goals you want to get, and you will know what you want. Like I said before, when you focus on what you are committed to achieving, your desires expand as you create your board. Things pop up all over the place once you set your intention for what you want. You should focus on your desires and how you want to feel, expressed in pictures, images, and words. Use words that express your emotions and desires. Be specific. Should there be one main vision board, or should there be a bunch of small ones? It's totally up to you. You get to choose. I like one central vision board I keep on the wall in my home office. I also have a few small ones that I've made for manifesting in specific areas of my life. My main vision board focuses on my overall life, and the smaller boards are for romance, health and wellness, and food. Yes, I have a board for food. Starting with one central vision board is a great idea. Theme boards centered on specific events or areas of your life are good, too. For instance, a wedding day-specific board will help you focus on how you want to feel on your big day. Or a career-specific board can help you work towards that promotion. How often should you redo your vision board? Again, you get to say. I have one that I created three years ago that I still have in my bedroom because it astonished me how much of it came true. And I keep it around to remind me of the power of manifesting your vision. And I've made others since then, but when I got the car, I put on that board. I was so excited I couldn't bring myself to part with it. Some feel you should have a mirror in the center of your board. The mirror can be small, just big enough to see your beautiful glowing face as a daily reminder that you are at the center of your life and the source of power. Always use yes language with your words and phrases. Remember, the universe doesn't understand the word no. Don't say things like, my back doesn't hurt anymore, which can lead to your visualizing your back hurting. Say, my back feels great. When it feels right, create your next vision board. You can leave blank space on the board so you can add new things or rearrange during the year when you feel it. You'll know when. 
In late December or early January, I give my board a total refresh or create a new one so I can get clear about what I want in the coming new year. Materials. Any board, cord, white cardboard, or poster board, or even a wood frame pin board. Scissors, tape, pins, and perhaps a glue stick. Highlighters, stickers, or permanent markers. Magazines you can use to cut out images and quotes. You can also print things from the Internet. Photos, quotes, pictures of locations and locales, events, places, or people. Postcards from friends. Anything which inspires and motivates you. I have play money in denominations of $100 and $1,000 bills. Pick a time where you will have at least an hour or two to put your board together with no distractions or disruptions. You can make a vision board party out of it. Invite some friends and have them bring magazines and boards and go to town. I try to host a vision board party every year at the beginning of the year so my friends and I can start our new year right. Everyone is eager and excited and focused on the task at hand. How to do it. First off, you want to set the mood. Turn off your TV and turn on some relaxing music. Light a candle. Clear your space. As you create your board, whether to leave space in between is up to you. Clutter clouds my mind, so I like to have space between my pictures. However, you might like the feeling of closeness and want everything to overlap and touch. You can paste it all together or lined up, whichever way appeals to you. You are creating this for you and you alone, not to impress anyone or compete with anyone. This board reflects your inner dreams and desires. Try to lay everything out beforehand, and then you can glue and pin images to have an idea where everything goes. Once you get started, you'll find it flows, and you will become a master in no time at all. Below, you'll see one of my vision boards, which includes many aspects of my dream life. In 2003, comedian Robin Williams designed and built a beautiful three-level Mediterranean-style villa in the mountains near Napa Valley and called it Villa Ceriso. Villa of Smile. I fell hopelessly in love from the moment I saw it in a magazine spread and dreamed of living there one day or in one just like it. An image of the Villa Soriso is always, always on any vision board I create since I first saw this beautiful home. I have pictures of beautiful, sexy women with gorgeous natural hair and bright, glowing smiles. My life as a happy, attractive woman expressed with Queen Latifah, Jill Scott, even Betty Boop. Energetic dance moves from MC Hammer show radiant energy. Delicious, healthy food choices, abundance, and wealth. Travel to London, Paris, and Rome. Star Trek Monopoly board game images. I'm a big Star Trek fan. So many photos of what I love and appreciate in life. My vision, my board. Let's start on yours. As a life coach, I support my clients in creating vision boards creating a spiritual practice, and decluttering their lives. I hope that you found this information useful and you implement the things I suggest. All right, so that's an excerpt from my book called, again, Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. You can go to Amazon.com and pick up a copy. Again, my invitation is to download the Kindle version of the book, read it, and leave me a review on Amazon.com. Write to me at Pam Heath. At yes, coach, for you. Tell me that you did that, and I will verify that you left the, the review and send me your address, your physical address. And what I'll do in gratitude for you 
giving me a review for my book is I will send you an autographed copy of the paperback version of my book. I can't wait to hear from you, so please download a Kindle version of my book, read it, and leave me a review. I can't wait to send you an autographed copy of my book. Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams. Inside that book, you'll find access to creating your life by design. So that's Say Yes, Seven Steps to the Life of Your Dreams by Pamela Heath, the Yes Coach. Now, I just shared with you an excerpt from my book, and we had a conversation about spirituality and how you can take on your life and your um, spirituality and everything that that encompasses. And what I'd like to say is I really hope, I really, really hope that you have an opportunity to find out what it is to live your life in the energy of yes, that you aren't stuck like a victim in, in life circumstances and that you're unhappy. I wish you all the best, and I only want to support and empower you. So my name is Pam Heath, and I am the Yes Coach. You can meet here with me every week, and you can listen to my show. And every week we talk about the energy of yes and what it takes to live your life in spite of that. You can go to my website at www.yescoachforyou.com. You can write to me at Pam Heath at yescoachforyou.com. That's yes, Y-E-S, coach, C-O-A-C-H, the number four, the letter U.com. I'm happy to support, happy to coach you, and happy to have you reach for the stars and live the life of your dreams. And that's pretty much it. That's all I have for tonight. I know that um, I have regular people who listen to my show. It's normally an hour long, but I don't have anything else. And there's no one calling in to ask any questions, so I'm going to end a little bit early tonight. And I want to leave you with this thought. The thought that I want to leave you with is what would it take for you to have the life of your dreams? Do you even know? Have you ever, like, allowed yourself to actually wonder or actually believe that you can have it all, the life of your dreams. I say yes. I'm Pam Heath, the Yes Coach, ending a little bit early tonight, and I'm so glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Join me next week, October 8th. I will have a guest on my show who is also a life coach, and she is a wonderful, powerful human being. I ran into her um, on social media, and after... Um, talking to her for a little bit, I realized that I'd found a kindred spirit. And I am very, very excited to have her as a guest in my show. Um, I want you to know that I am not the only one who actually believes that there is powerful energy in the universe that will give you the life of your dreams. And when I run into people like that, people who, like me, believe in the power of yes, believe that life um, shows up very powerfully for people who reach for it. I'm not the only one, and it excites me when I meet people like that. And I met a young woman who lives in um, in New York. And um, living in New York, she is a life coach, and her gift 
her ability to coach people to living their their life powerfully is what impressed me more than anything else. So I invited her to be on my show, and she said yes. And she's on next week. So for those of you who listen to me regularly, I do have a guest, and her name is Noreen. Noreen will be my guest on my show next week. I'm looking forward to it. I will um, look forward to you stopping in. And um, when you meet Noreen, I believe that you're going to be impressed with her. Her mission in life is to empower people to find their inner strength so they can achieve their personal success and take their lives to the next level by being accountable. I am so excited to introduce you to Noreen. So just so you know, in advance, next week, October 8th, I will have a guest on my show, and I look forward to hearing and seeing you then. In the meantime, have a happy life, be well, and take care. This is Pam Heath, the Yes Coach, signing off for this week. Good night.